show for November 6, 2019. How's it going, everybody? Oh, man, the clock change again. I got a picture about this twice a year. And then, uh, no, it's okay this week compared to the rest. But then, except at night, it gets super dark way too fast. So, I'm, I'm well, well, what is it? I'm, I'm a little... <laughs> I'm falling asleep way easier in the evenings now, but in the morning, I guess it's a little easier to wake up uh, Well, uh, by the time you hear this, I'm either on the way to Austin or I'm already in Austin. So, uh, well yeah, Take that back a little bit. So I'm flying into Austin next week uh, starting this Saturday uh, Saturday to Saturday trip that I'll be doing not quite the one week because I'll be flying in late uh, evening Saturday the 9th and then fly back 7 in the morning uh, the Saturday the 16th just before the Michigan Michigan State football game um, So it's gonna be just less than a week, but we hit Austin Then we're gonna be in my best friend Scott. You've probably heard him on the show a couple times uh, We're gonna actually drive up to Dallas that uh, we had a bit of a change So we're gonna I wanted to knock out I've been to Austin and Dallas a few times uh, I think it's been Two and a half years since I was last there. I made my last business trip uh, in Samsung in March, April of 2017. I think it was end of March that I was there 2017, uh, just before I left a couple weeks after. And then I haven't been to Dallas since the college football championship, which was 2015, February. It was Oregon versus the Ohio's. Yeah, uh, I remember that. 2015, 2017, I think those are the last times I was... Well, 2016, I might have been in Austin also. I'm trying to remember. 2015, definitely I was. I was in Dallas and later in Austin. So, anyways, uh, Austin and Dallas, the point is I've been there many times. Uh, but Dallas, I never was there as a tourist. So I never really toured the city much. So it would be the first time doing it. And also, i never been to Houston, San Antonio. And also, want to touch a bit of Oklahoma. Uh, when I'm in Dallas, because Dallas obviously is in North Texas, Austin, Central Texas, San Antonio, our south, and Houston is right by the Gulf of Mexico uh, towards the east of the state. So lots of driving. It's going to be similar to the Australia trip that I got planned in about a month and a half during Christmas. I'm going to knock out four cities in a week. Looking forward to it. <laughs> I won't be driving. That's the only difference. I'll be, be flying in between the cities. So, uh, well, uh, well, let's see. I might take the microphone there, and then we might just shoot the shits if we ever ever have time. Uh, but we'll figure that out. Maybe we'll do the podcast in the car. There's a lot of two, three, four-hour drives in between. I think the longest drive is from San Antonio to Houston. No, no, no. San Antonio, between San Antonio and Dallas. But then I think we're going to stop by in Austin beforehand. Uh, it's an hour between Austin and San Antonio, about three hours, two and a half, three hours from Austin to Dallas. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. So anyways, uh, that said, what did I want to talk about today? Well, I got a bit of the adulting episode with the fucking economy and everything, but I, what I want to focus was, is primarily the, uh, the CEOs, the chief executive officers of all the companies. So, oh, what are you talking about, BK? What, what are you, where are you getting to? Where are you getting to? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the whole stock market and all that in general. Because I think I talked about that two months ago or so. And some of the predictions didn't come true, which is the, oh, the hard Brexit's going to happen. Uh, I wasn't so adamant about it. I was kind of mocking it, I guess, <laughs> to a degree. Uh, so... What was it? What was the episode I did? This uh, it was an adulting episode. Yeah, episode one twenty from July third, 
the day before the Fourth uh, of July, get Richard Die Trying Summer 2019 edition, and I I really, you know, a lot of he's like, when's the bubble gonna burst? When's the bubble gonna burst? And we've been saying it for ah God ever since I started this thing like 2016. Yeah, there's some blips of the, you know, the troughs of the stock stock market, you know, and then inverted yield curves and all that. That's been happening but for some reason people only paid attention when when it finally crossed like after the fact but more and more i I think michael burry talked about the whole you know i don't know how long this is gonna go this is a little different you know blah 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 so and then just today the uh november 5th you know like the dow's heating is reaching another record high and then you know all that and then more but then yet the manufacturing numbers are down they've been coming down ever since the world war ii in america um and it just everyone's like why 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 interest interest rates are still very low and then yeah they're low the u.s the what is that the treasury keeps cutting it as expected, but think it's the last stop they're gonna do of the cuts. Trade war with China, you know the progress is being made. You know, I I just go, hey, what what's going on? And then Europe is Europe, Asia's Asia. is like, Mueh. and then the consumers are still spending money, but and then the job market's okay yet. People are not happy. I I, I said this to somebody over the weekend. It's like, what country is anybody like happy at all these days? You know. Especially the last four or five years. Like, I, I can't... I, I think every country is unhappy that the system... People feel the system is broken and then they're getting disadvantaged and disenfranchised left and right. Left or right, to be honest. I don't think it's a left or right issue. And then obviously that's how the populism kind of took off and all that. You know, people only think Brexit and Trump getting elected in the presidency. But if you look around, like... You know, if you look at Europe, just nationalistic talks in like Germany, Sweden, Austria for a while, Netherlands, uh, fucking France, you know, countries like Canada to a degree, Japan, like more younger. The part that's surprising there is that younger people in Japan, you know, most of the conservative parties, Shinjo Abe over there. Uh, And. It just everyone's unhappy. Everyone wants to be closed off and all that, but the, and at the same time, there are a lot of, I guess, more progressive, you know, Bernies of the of the other countries that are out there. Like people are not satisfied and are wanting that sort of extreme, I guess, socialist changes. So, but if you look at it, basically, it's like, well, something ain't adding up here. Like I'm just picking the America as an example. The because jo- in Europe and Asia, like the job numbers and all that is. Not that great, but in America, only America's great. Everyone's getting a job somewhere, uh, and people are spending money buying shit on Amazon and like Black Fridays, blah blah blah. People are still buying shit in America, you know, compared to other countries. Yet at the same time, like, what about the wage? Is it really going up? Like, lot of higher, like, lot of seasonal workers, blah blah blah. The gap in the median worker versus a CEO pay and on a corporation. So on and so forth. And I just go, I don't know if the job numbers, even in America, truly reflect the increased productivity and general satisfaction of the people. The consumer confidence is high. Like, yeah, sure. Like, people are still willing to buy shit. Everyone's posting shit everywhere on Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. And I just go like, yeah. But 
that's just America. If you look at Europe and all that, the problems are ever so present. Like, look at the Yellow Jacket protests and all that. And then in other elections that are happening around the world, I just go, I, I don't know. I, I don't... And in Ukraine, and when the whole Trump thing went down, the fucking TV like, actor got elected because Ukrainian people got fed up with the pro-Russia party and also the pro-EU party. And then they realized that, yo, both of you motherfuckers are corrupt as fuck, you know, showing up on Panama Papers and shit. So who... Like, who who can they believe in? I, I don't know. So, you know, everyone feels lost and left out, and the, the gaps are getting bigger and bigger. So I just go, I don't fucking know. And I was like, but BK, you're working tech. You're the, what is, what is that term that I saw? Technocrats. Yeah, that was a term that somebody was throwing around on the fucking uh, curve in Detroit. It's like, technocrats? I was like, uh, I just go, I, whoa, whoa, what am I doing? <laughs> Technocracy? Is that what they call it? So technocrat adherent to technocracy. Is that a technology related? I think it is. Fuck, what does it mean? I can't find it in the dictionary. The Merriam-Webster website is completely useless. But I, I just like, oh, does that mean the techs are taking over? But, you know, I, I just go, I don't know. I don't know. So wait, maybe it has nothing to do with the tech. Well, yeah, actually it is. In more practical use, tech, technocracy, te- technocracy, is any portion of bureaucracy that is run by technologists? Oh, okay. Wait. Well, but I I don't know. I thought I thought I'm a hippie. I thought I was a people's champ, but well, civil technology. Anyways, so that aside, nobody's happy. No country in the world is happy, and I don't think any any country of lead, significant leadership uh, is like is completely taking the. The world leaders by the storm. Like, it's not going to happen in China. It's not going to happen in Russia. UK, they got Boris Johnson, who's on the fucking thin line at the moment. And then Brexit's getting delayed again and again and again. And the UK's wasting its time. France got Macron, who's really the, you know, the fucking investment banker that got elected. The safe choice that got elected. Uh, Japan got Abe, who's a conservative motherfucker. It was like country or nothing, you know. Never apologize for comfort Omar or just say, move on, goddammit. Um... What are the other G8 countries? Canada? Trudeau, he barely got through <laughs> after all the brown face scandal that he had. Trump and U.S. election. Let's see. Uh, what, what, are the, what are the other countries that are G8? Why can't it? Did I go through everybody? Man, as you get the idea. None of, them are, none of them are true progressive hippies, you know, other than Trudeau socially. But I just go like, oh, come on, he's from a rich family. And then I guess like, hey, I guess uh, if Bernie or Elizabeth Warren get elected, maybe somebody will stand up to the corporations. Like people thought Trump is going to stand up. like, I don't need money. But then the motherfucker clearly needs money the entire time. And then you're asking me, why the BK, why the hell are you watching professional wrestling? It's like, just, just look at the goddamn president. That's 2007 Donald Trump on WWE. He's just cutting WWE promos left and right. You know, it's like he's just doing the mic work over there. Jesus. So. Anyways, and then I was just like reading about uh, just it, all these economic numbers and all. And then everybody, despite record, you know, stock prices and then the index high points, you know, decent earnings and everything. People are getting cautious. Even the like and then companies are like, you know, obviously saving on cash, doing all the cash buybacks, inflating the fucking stock value. And not spend the cash, to be honest. Other than Amazon, I don't know who really spends back into the companies, you know. 
And I just, are you really paying people even more? We're just hoarding cash in case the doomsday comes. And I go like, you got to reinvest at some point. And, you know, only reinvestment that you hear is like, oh, like Apple yesterday. It was like, we're committed to affordable housing in California. And I just go, what affordable housing? Like $2.5 billion they're spending in the fucking Palo Alto and then all that uh, Cupertino area. It's like, yeah, so is the affording affordable housing going to be $800,000 instead of, I don't know, $1, $2 million that's everywhere in Menlo Park? It's seven digits over there to begin with. You know, so I, I don't know what affordable means. And L.A. has had this experiment. And then the affordable condo that they ended up building in the city is like starts at $525,000. Like, dude, that's a fucking starter home, not some fucking teacher salary home. Even like maybe three teacher salaries combined, you could live there as roommates. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's not affordable housing. But the fact that like housing prices have been going up that much ever since the fucking housing bubble bursted 11 years ago. Or 12 years ago. Yeah, 11 years. 12 years ago. 11 years ago. 2008. And it's like, yeah, the housing prices recovered nicely with the low interest rates and everything. But now us, the millennials, are like jumping into the market after saving cash over the last 10 years. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever you want to call it. But it's like, but do you... Okay, let's say you need at least 10, 15, 20% of the $520,000. 30% just to be saved. Does anyone have saved up $150,000 of all the student loans, medical, and then all the insurances and all the other junk that's been going up and got to pay for, you know? You still got to buy all the Amazon shit. You know, I just go like, how is this realistic? And then the population is fucking dwindling. The birth rates are coming down. There's a Bloomberg article about the the birth rate crisis. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's so hard to fend ourselves. <laughs> And us millennials and then the fucking Gen Z's coming up and I'm like like what what like we're barely paying for ourselves and then like you want to bring like two life forms you know that like I cannot even fucking afford and then like I'm still paying off my fucking college loan and then you're expecting people to fucking <laughs> save up for one retirement two house and three the potential offsprings fucking college how the fuck does this financially make sense and then like and then not everyone's a fucking investor because like only investors are the people who have had the fucking capital to spend to do it but anyways i just go what the fuck none of this fucking makes sense so uh yeah and then uh so i go i don't fucking know this makes no fucking sense uh oh in case you missed it, Bloomberg, U.S. recession chances inch down to 26% within the 12 months. I don't know, man. Like, this is a historical run that's been bubbling up so much with index spending and then artificially, you know, low interest rates. And, you know, rich people are getting richer. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, it, it, Michael Burry is right. Like I said then, it's like, it's going to be, it's going to be a harder fall, you know, at that point. So... Uh, what did I want to talk about? Yeah, the CEO. So uh, I, it, it hit me yesterday because the I guess now the former CEO of the McDonald's. Yes, the McDonald's, the Golden Bridge. Papa, papa, papa. Are you loving it? <coughs> um, the British dude, the Steve Easterbrook. I think he became a CEO like 2015, 16. I remember because like I I, I was watching all the business news and this. This guy with a fucking British accent started talking about McDonald's and McRibs, and I just go, what the fuck? I thought this was an American franchise. And then the CEO before him, 
he was this uh he was the african-american gentleman but then i was just like whoa why the is this some kind of diversity move mcdonald's what the fuck is this and then i was just like oh you and then like of course you're gonna give a short leash to the non-white person here <laughs> non-white man you know but then again mcdonald's wasn't really doing anything the predecessor oh yeah don thompson you know and i just go Ah, God. He only lasted three years. Like, all these minority CEOs. You know, I just get... They get shafted on the short end at times. But then again, some of them deserve to get fired. Example, Marissa Meyer. You know, but anyways. Uh, so, he got... He he quit. Or the board of McDonald's, basically. Board of directors decided that he should go. Because apparently, he has had... uh, What was it? The, the consensual relationship with an employee. And I just go, and he said he demonstrated poor judgment in his recent consensual relationship with an employee. I just go, hold on. First of all, how do you have a relationship with an employee within a company when you when you're the top dog? Like you can't do that. Like directly, indirectly reported. It's like, well, fuck. Everybody eventually moves up to you, right? So I just go, like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> So I, I it just yeah. So I just go all right, and then I guess they I guess they love each other. One of them had to go, and then the chief decided to go. And then the McDonald's, you know, despite some turnarounds or their apps and Uber Eats and everything, has not really had the in-store foot traffic that they used to have. So it was like, all right, dude, it's been three years, four years, and then like, and then the next guy came in as a. Uh, yeah, and then the oh global chief people officer. What the fuck is this job title? Also left the company following the CEO's departure. So I just go. But then after all that, yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess he he banged the whoever. And then the, today the news came out that he's getting a sev- potentially a seventy million dollar severance package. And then this has become obviously a hot topic. Uh, for all the CEOs getting who for leaving was like, why the fuck are they getting paid so much? You know, for doing a shitty job or like breaking the rule, that kind of thing. Like Marissa, the aforementioned Marissa Mayer, uh, with Yahoo. You know, after that Yahoo drama, left with almost two hundred sixty million dollars in the severance package. And then the the WeWork dude, Adam Newman, was it? Like he, the company didn't even go public, but then he's about to get paid what, like hundred and fifty million. You know, for un, like, like an un, un, what is that? Unlisted company, one point seven billion dollars severance package from the SoftBank, to so that the SoftBank could say, my, you know, they could say, fuck off, you're just a bad image. And how much did Travis Kalanick get? You know, from Uber, Uber severance package. Ah, that was a fun drama. Yeah, what did he get? What did he get? Uh, he negotiated a spectacular one, so he asked for a hundred million dollars. Well, yeah, so I just go like a few hundred million dollars, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I like, "How are they getting this?" And people are up in arms about it. Now, taking it back a little bit, I just go, "All right, severance packages, you know, no different regardless of position. Obviously, is a safety option if anything happens." Now, I understand that given the the gravity and then the gravitas that comes out of the CEO position, you know, is like, look, like, I may not make it anywhere after this. I reach the top. If I fail, you know, you got to pay me for the remainder of whatever. 
and then like I may not get another job after this you know that that's the idea of it I get that but then I just go like well fuck like CEOs of struggling companies who was it you know of you know like the Nokia when all that shit went down I just go like well if people got fucking fired and then you could have paid all those people with that money you know that kind of thing blah 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 and just go what the fuck so with the relevance to the ratio of the CEO pay versus the medium pay, obviously the severance package, you can imagine how that goes. Like we work, they pay the guy almost $1.4 billion to say, get the fuck out of our face and stop ruining our image. Yet they fire like 200 more people. There's 200 more people are like, what the fuck, dude? Like we did all the work. He went up there talking bullshit some. Like Gwyneth Paltrow, like goop nonsense. That's his wife's cousin, you know. And then he gets $1.4 billion. What the fuck is a scam? You know? And then I, I like I, I see both sides. Like severance package as a concept is not a bad thing. But the astronomical ratio, like way up there that these people are getting paid, is ridiculous. And you know, and then the CEOs. I, I sometimes I don't understand why you wanna move up the corporate ladder that way and then all that stress, you get those executive health. I think I saw that at a family doctor. It was like the executive health. I'm like, what? Just being on the fucking email all day, you know, not having a vacation, you know, having a dramatic like Mount Kilimanjaro. He's like, you know, let's not go home moment. I, I don't know. And then there was a CEO pledge that also happened. I just remembered, you know, a couple months ago, there were like uh, the business forum, the business roundtable, you know, back in August. I, I thought about talking about it then, but I didn't. So, Near the uh, here's the title: America's top CEOs pledge to prioritize societal improvements over profits and new mission. Uh, and then it says uh, Jamie Dimon, the CEO of you know Chase's, the head of this the uh, the business roundtable. Uh, it says this starts with comp- compensating them fairly, the employees, and providing with important benefits. Providing important benefits. It includes supporting them through training and education that help develop new skills for a rapidly changing world. We foster diversity and inclusion, dignity and respect. All right. So it goes against the whole Keynesian way of shareholders first. You know, that shit. Uh, and I'll be honest. The following companies are not part of the business roundtable. Microsoft, Facebook. And I see some of the, as a, as a shareholders, fucking disclaimer. Yeah, I'm invest. What the fuck? Um. I looked at the annual meetings that just came out and then Microsoft and then the Facebook had some shareholder brought up items about, hey, uh, you know, the usual they give you at the annual meeting is like, do you approve of these board director members, you know, and also do you approve that uh, we use Ernst Young as our accounting firm, do you approve, you know, all that shit. And then there's some proposals like it's like a, it's like a condo owners association. It's like, all right, all right, all right do you want a committee? Do you want do you want some measures? Do you want to bring bring up a uh, decorum or some shit? And then one of them, you know, quite popular ones that come out of the tech companies is like, hey, uh, what about the uh, diversity report? As shareholders, raise our hand. I think we should have a extensive diversity report. And then the usually there's like a board recommendation there is like oh I approve of like do you approve of these board of directors getting paid do you approve of Ernst Young Charles Schwab I don't fucking know and then the usually the board recommendation goes for or against or abstain but usually when these diversity and all those benefits things like this business roundtable mentioned here all the recommendation from the board is against and like a motherfucker with whatever very minuscule number of shares that I have I just go for you know. It's like, it's like, 
It's like voting for a Republican in California. <laughs> or voting for a Democrat in fucking West Virginia at the moment. But I just go, you know what? Like, at least at least I spoke, you know? So I said, four. Yeah, I can't vote anywhere, so this is the least thing I can fucking vote. So I... And then I just go, you know what? This fucking... This business roundtable fucking shit about... Yeah, you know what? We give shit about employees, not just the shareholders. We're going to focus on the employees and then the people so much. And then the societal values. I just go, bullshit, show it to me when you do it. And apparently they did the same shit around the dot-com period 20 years ago, 40 years ago. I just go, show me, show it to me in action. I, If I... Like, who was it? The whole meme thing going on with the... The fucking mint. As like, if you care about the societal values, because I've been on TikTok so much, the fucking mint me- meme. If you don't know, the mint is just another word for cool, because mints are cool. And then people go every. I think there was an article about how fucking mint meme is basically showing everyday people's everyday struggles. And then I just go like, some of these are like fucking sad. I just go like, oh, can't close a window, so I have to put a, like a newspaper shovel in between. Fucking mint, you know that shit, you know. And then like. The water faucet won't shut the fuck up unless I put a sponge over it. Fucking mint. You know, I just go, it's hilarious. And But then the, there's so much narrative there, which is one, why the fuck is your faucet so fucking for, poor and never fix it? Number two, everyone's trying to have the funniest fucking meme to hit big on the Instagram. Be an influencer, YouTuber, I, like TikTok. I guess it's the new Vine. You know, that shit. And then get some fucking sponsorship. Casper Mattress. You know, that kind of thing. Shout out out there. Free. Butcher Box. Dollar Shave Club. Zip Recruiter. You know, I'm throwing all the fucking internet brands. Blue Apron, if they're still in business. You know, that kind of shit. And I just go, is this how, like, far apart we are? As much as people are connected so easily, you know, like, people are looking to hit big. You know, I just go, this is fucking sad. And it's like, yeah, can you go on TikTok CEOs and then go through all the fucking mint memes and think what the fuck these people are going through? For real, for real. Fuck the undercover boss and all that stupid TV conflated bullshit, you know? I just go, why, why, like, why are they, like, well, but the CEOs are important. It's like, are they, are these corporations? Let's look at the business roundtable here. How many of these... There's Amazon, Aflac, Amer- American Airlines, Abbott, AK Steel Corporation, American Express, Accenture, ADP. I'm going to skip through a little bit. Anthem Inc. Amazon. Oh, Bezos is on here. Well, at least, uh, well, pay the people. Oh, Tim Cook's on here. Apple's in here. I knew it. Aramark, the Boeing company. BCG, Best Buy. I'm scrolling through quick. Cigna, Cummins, CVS Health, Dell, Flex. Oh, what the fuck is Flex? Exxon. Fucking, fucking gas company. FedEx. Uh, General Dynamics. I don't see my company. Uh, <laughs> Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, fix the Tylenol. Not the Tylenol. What's that one? Santac. The fucking. Uh, Noble Energy, Mastercard, Motorola Solutions, Nasdaq, uh, New York Life, Micron Technology, Salesforce. You know, Salesforce guys at least working on it. Uh, so I give them a credit. Target, etc., etc. United Airlines. <laughs> Worst airline possible. Uh, so you get the idea, and I just go look at all of you. You, you, you know, Walmart's on here. I just go like, all of you are making good ass fucking money. Like, what, what, what else do you want? Well, what I just give the money back. That's just the investor. Like, why do you need? Why do you need thirty million dollars? You know, wherever you are. Not at, all of you are in fucking California. Not all of you are in fucking New York. You know, it's like. Companies are cutting spending. Everybody's merging left and right. Circle jerking each other. 
And I just go, you know, if you if you really truly care about it, give people more money. And then this app or pay more fucking taxes, you know? Like Apple spending two point five billion dollars to build what the eight hundred thousand dollar house. As as it's as may it's, as jokey as it might sound, that might actually happen. And I just go and then I think somebody mentioned this is like it didn't have to get there. Why did the corporation have to play the savior mode and be like, you know what, look at me spending two point five billion dollars. I just go, Apple has two hundred billion dollars in cash. The fucking two point five is a fucking chunk change. They'll write it off somewhere as a fucking donation. I just go I, I, like pay people more fucking money. This is ridiculous, you know. I am. I'm like whatever. If I were a CEO, I would just. I would just like. I don't give me all the benefits. I don't give a shit, you know. And a lot of people get paid through the shares and all that stuff. I would be like, just, just give me a hundred thousand dollars and pay other people more money. I just go, you know. I if these people succeed, I succeed. You know, every CEO says that, but like, I'd be like, spread my earnings, give it to more people that do it. I'm just a decision maker and then get the people moving along and then I do the pretty presentations in front of everybody. But the people who actually do the work, you know, all all the other engineers, warehouse workers, janitors, cafeteria workers and all that, a lot of them are contractors. I just go, pay them the more fucking money, give them more benefits. I don't need no executive health. Just give me the same fucking healthcare benefits I got. Yeah, I'll occasionally need the fucking charter plane to fly to places. Sure, I'll need that. If President Trump says, get the fuck over here for a forum decorum. Yeah, then I have to go. Sure. Security. Sure. Like, as a face of the company, those things are absolutely needed. But I just go, you know what? Like, like, I, I, it's the autonomy and empowerment of people. I want, not just saying it to do it, to fucking financially show it through benefits, you know, permanent job positions that would give them safety net stability and that would create more harmonious, more productive, in my opinion, the workers. I think, was it the Japanese airline uh, CEO or something who was like showing up on the fucking, uh, what was it, in the subway and shit? And it was like, Japanese airline boss sets example. This dude, it was like a really old article from like 10 years ago. Yeah, he does. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this guy is like Haruka Nishitamatsu. Is he still the CEO of uh, Japan Air? But he was like such a model guy, you know, everyone was praising about him. I was like, where's that in America, huh? Where the fuck is that guy? Then, you know, he's not a CEO anymore, but I just go like, yeah, like just. Why? Why can't they? Japanese Japan airline CEO takes a bugging bus, you know that kind of thing. So, anyways, uh, I, I I hope some CEOs in America set that goddamn example here. You know, just don't fuck this. You know, fucking lip service they're doing because they know the p- fucking pitchforks are coming. Elizabeth Warren is just like vilifies the successful people. Jamie Dimon, who said, who is representing the business roundtable, said this today, and I just go. Uh, I'm like, Jamie, pick one. Uh, what she, what did Diamond say? She used some pretty harsh words, you know, Elizabeth Warren. Some would say vilifies successful people. I don't like vilifying everybody. I think we should applaud successful people. The complete nature of how you run a corporation, like her, you know, the Elizabeth Warren's Accountable Capitalism Act. I just, I think we have to look at how the America was free and found the free enterprise. You know, blah 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 blah. If people have specific things that you need to do different, then we should think about. Doing them different. I just go, uh, yes, yes, great lift service. But without offering anything specifics, 
you know, like you did, you guys didn't at the business roundtable. What What do you want? What like just let the system be? That's the that's the system that we have right now. Rich people get richer, and then just keep this going, keep this going, keep the market value up. You can't crash the stock market. You can't keep cra- crashing the housing market. You know, bond deals. Fuck that. We're gonna override that. Buy back the stocks. Artificially inflate the prices. Hoard the cash left and right. You know, just save the cash in case something happens. Oh, everybody merge. Everybody merge, and then fire more people. You know, we can streamline this shit. You know, make everybody a contractor. Who needs it? Who needs it? That saves a cost. Just give it to you know. Give it to the third party companies. If this is not sustainable, I. This is not sustainable. It's a fucking. We're gonna get Arthur Flack or fucking Bane show up out of somewhere. It's just. This is ridiculous. So, anyways, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm just. I'm just warning. <laughs> That's my fucking frustration with all this. Is like, why? Why do you? Are CEOs all bad people? No, they're great CEOs also. And then some of them deserve the fucking money and deserve the the accolade and all that. But I don't think. Do they do 380 times, 700 times the work the median average worker does? I don't know. In most of the corporations, I say no. Very few, yes. And does every median worker provide the same output that every other median worker does in every corporation? No. I think individuals need to step up too. But what motivation is there if they're not getting the same severance packages and then like every day is hard, you know, stay on TikTok. Look at your son and daughter if you have them and if you're getting by every day with a credit card, mortgage, car loan, student debt, you know, and then do fucking mint and then like pay that bill to make sure that LT goes through. I don't know if that made fucking sense, but I'm saying it's like it's pretty evident. And then the economic numbers, America, while America, it looks great. I just go, I don't buy this. I don't buy it. Why do you think the elections are going the way they were going and they might go again in 2020? That's why candidates like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders look attractive. Donald Trump still looks very attractive. Drain the swamp, although it hasn't happened. And then, like, see what happened in Ukraine. You know, that's a real example. Got fed up with both sides, and you picked a TV star. And then the President Trump said, Can you go find me about a Hunter Biden? I don't know. Reopen the investigation, or I'm going to cut the fucking money. You know, that kind of shit. So anyways, wow, I went 34 minutes. So that happened. Anyways, thanks for listening. I hope I made sense there. So, you know, I don't usually do this, but come back to the conclusion here. Basically, the business roundtable CEO statement is bullshit. Show it to me when you do it. I say cut your pay and pay the people and make every, give the proper benefits that make sense. And then stop donating money and think that you're doing a savior's job when you have escalated all the other inflate, inflationary practices around you. And I just go... What else is there left? What other? What do everyday people have choice left? I vote for some extreme. That's what happened with Trump. I go like Elizabeth Warren. She looks good to me at this point. And then no other country is going to step up. Only America has to step up at this point with the elections. Like you think Germany is going to pick a fucking communist, like socialist, like party and do it with those manufacturing people? Fuck no. France, they tried it, didn't work. People didn't show up. UK, UK is a fucking mess. Not going to happen. Japan. Way more insular and like contained than you think. Canada, Canada, whatever. So Russia, oh fuck no, that's not gonna happen. China, oh fuck no, that's gonna happen. So America is the only one that's left. Fortunately, unfortunately. So if it starts taking a lead here, the rest will. With the economic inequality, 
you know, fixing that problem and also the greenhouse gas emissions and global warming, which is a serious issue. So anyways, and I think all the economic numbers are kind of bullshit at this point with the record hitting, you know, the index value. So anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. And then, uh, oh boy, oh boy, I may have a pre-recorded episode come next week. So uh, I'll probably check back next week and then uh, have a great rest of the week. And I hope you adjusted the the real standard time properly the rest of November. All right. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay.